Before we start this episode, we have a quick message from our sponsors. If you're studying for the Foreign Service Officer Test like us, we have a great study tool for you. Besides listening to our podcast, we also use FSO Compass. On FSO Compass, you can find practice tests for every section, comprehensive courses that guide you through the entire application process, and you can even connect with other aspiring U.S. diplomats. The resources have really helped us prepare, and we hope they help you too. To access FSO Compass and get 10% off your annual subscription, be sure to use the link in our description box. Good luck! Hello everyone, I'm Heather Ashley, the host of Women of Her Story, a podcast. A podcast dedicated to celebrating women who have made or are making their mark on our society. Joining me in these conversations is my co-host, Rocky Beaches. Actually, it's Joe Ortiz, your co-host, but thank you for that introduction. (laughs) We've talked about explorers. Isabella Bird. Nurse turned activist. Vera Figner. Business gurus. Omu Okwe. And so many more. We also have interviews with incredible women making boss lady moves right at this very minute. From body painters to hitting coaches and comedians, we chat about struggles, victories, and so much more. Join us on Tuesdays and Fridays for all your inspirational content. Until then, be safe, stay healthy, and show the world what you're made of. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of How Did We Not Know That? I'm Nat. I'm Jack. And today, Jack has a super interesting topic to discuss, a special episode. So we're doing a special bonus episode chosen by our friends over at Women of Her Story. Women of Her Story is a podcast that focuses on important women in history that often go overlooked, but they do a really good job about bringing those stories to light. So I really encourage you guys to check that out if you're interested. All right, so today's topic is on the night witches of World War II. This was specifically chosen by the Women of Her Story podcast. Let's just get right into it. The night witches were an all-female 588th night bomber regiment from the Soviet Union. They were so feared and hated by the Nazis that if a German airman could take one of them down, then they were automatically awarded the prestigious Iron Cross Medal, just similar to the Purple Heart for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a very high honor for Germans, I believe. Wow. Yeah, so they're very feared. So this is their story. The Night Witches dropped more than 23,000 tons of bombs on Nazi targets, and in doing so, were a very crucial Soviet asset to winning the war. And for those of you who don't know, the Soviets and the Americans ended up teaming up as well. So this is really cool to hear about the types of regiments inside the Soviet Union's Mm. army because we did end up becoming allies in order to defeat the Nazis for World War II. So the Germans gave them the nickname of Night Witches because of the whooshing noise that their wooden planes made resembled a sweeping broom. So that whooshing noise was the only warning Germans had because the planes were so small that they never used radios and so they wouldn't show up on any of the radars. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. It's like spooky. Yeah, (laughs) very stealthy. And they didn't have lights on the planes. I'll get into it, but their planes were very ill-equipped. They're just like flying dark basically and they can't 
you can't see them. Like, no one can see them. They probably can't even see you themselves. So. Yeah, wait, what the heck? That does not sound safe. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that safe, uh, but they did a good job. In June 1941, Adolf Hitler launched Operation Barbarossa, which was a massive invasion of the Soviet Union. By the fall of that year, the Germans were successfully pressing on Moscow, which mm. is, is that the capital of Russia? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's the capital of Russia. Okay, so the Soviets were desperate, but on June 28th, 1942, the Night Witches had their first mission to bomb the headquarters of the invading Nazis, and that was a success. Mm. So, going back to the backstory of the Night Witches, they were led by Marina Raskova, who was famous for being the first female navigator in the Soviet Air Force. She had received letters from women across the Soviet Union who wanted to join the World War II effort. Many of them had lost loved ones or had their villages destroyed and wanted to be in combat and fly their own planes. Ruskova petitioned to Joseph Stalin, the dictator of the Soviet Union at the time, for an all-female fighting squadron. Wow. So before she sent the letter, women weren't allowed to serve in the army? Good question. Yes, they were allowed to serve in the army, but they were not allowed to do combat. Oh, so just like as like medical care and like like not yeah like maybe moving supplies around similar to the harlem hellfighters which was a minisode episode we did in season one check it out but they weren't they weren't doing combat and a lot of these women wanted to fight Mm. on october 8th 1941 stalin gave orders to deploy three all-female air force units and the women would not only fly missions and drop bombs but they would return fire making the soviet union the first nation to officially allow women to engage in combat Wow. Okay. I did not know that. Me neither. That's what they don't tell you about the Soviet (laughs) Union. So, Raskova, who's the leader, quickly started to fill out her teams. From more than 2,000 applications, she selected 400 women for each of the three units. Most of them were students ranging in age from 17 to 26. Mm. Those selected moved to Engels, which is a small town north of Stalingrad, to begin training at the Engels School of Aviation. Mm. So during training, they underwent a highly compressed education and were expected to learn in a few months what it took most soldiers several years to grasp. Each recruit had to train and perform as pilots, navigators, maintenance, and ground crew. Wow. Beyond their steep learning curve, the women faced skepticism from some of the male military personnel who believed they added no value to the combat effort. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. Not surprising. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. (laughs) (laughs) There's always some background noise. Yeah. Yeah, so Raskova did her best to prepare her women for these attitudes, but they still faced sexual harassment, long nights, and grueling conditions. Basically, the men didn't like the little girls going to the front line. That was considered a man's thing. Mm. So the military um, who were unprepared for women pilots offered them meager resources. So flyers received hand-me-down uniforms from male soldiers including oversized boots. So they would have to tear up their bedding and stuff them in their boots to get them to fit. Oh my God. Yeah, which I've done before because I ordered the wrong size and they did not have a return policy or exchange policy. You took your bed linens. Not bed linens, but like yeah. cotton, you know, similar. Oh so I know what these girls are going through. They're just kidding. <laughs> the military provided them with outdated 1920s crop duster planes that had been used as training vehicles. So like 
crop duster planes are literally the small planes that you carry fertilizer in and you fly over farms and you dust the crops with them. It just, (laughs) it makes it like a faster process. So they're not meant for combat. No, not at all. Like they're probably super slow and like not stealthy, not safe. Like, (laughs) yeah, they are. That's exactly it. They were made out of plywood with a very thin canvas pulled over them, which provided no protection from the elements. So think about that. You're literally in the atmosphere with no protection from the elements. It's cold in the ozone layer. That's freezing. I can't even imagine like how scary that is. I'm already so scared of like, I could never go I never want to go in like a tiny plane or like a helicopter like I hate turbulence and like oh it's just so loud and cold and then you're in a literal a war (laughs) like you're just in a a little yeah you're fighting in a war in this little like it it was made of plywood you said yeah it's plywood just a little wooden a wooden crop dusting plane with no lights (laughs) right it's yeah they didn't have a lot going for them at night especially the pilots had to endure freezing temperatures wind and frostbite Mm, um in the harsh soviet winters the planes were so cold that if you touch them with bare skin it would rip your skin off (gasps) what the heck oh my god and i forgot we're in so like oh my god it's the winter yeah you're in russia it's not the caribbean (laughs) oh my god why would you oh my god how can you i can't even imagine low funds (sighs) due to both the plane's limited weight capacity and the military's limited funds the pilots also lacked other luxury items uh their male counterparts enjoyed so instead of parachutes which were too heavy to carry (laughs) radars guns and radios they were forced to use more rudimentary tools such as rulers stopwatches flashlights pencils maps and compasses are you serious yeah this is like impossible i don't know how you did this it's just like my school supply list for like elementary school <laughs> like okay you got your ruler you got here's your protractor like go ahead go fight the nazis <laughs> so like they, how far off are we <laughs> yeah like oh let me get my protractor out really quick. wait so they didn't even have parachutes yeah from my source they didn't have their parachutes which is a big oh yikes god. um it's a like, good luck oh my god so basically hope you land yeah Jeez. Actually, i don't know if i covered how they dealt with that I think they just try not to have to jump out of your plane, I guess. <laughs> try, just try not to mess it up. Right, just do your job. The upside, though, to the aircrafts was that their maximum speed was still slower than the stall speed of Nazi planes, which means that the wooden planes were actually able to maneuver faster than the Nazis. Really? So that made them harder to target. Because it's like, if your stall speed is still faster than someone else's Mm. turn speed, then you can't like slow down enough to turn, which means that the, the smaller planes are able to move faster. So that was good. However, since there was no defense ammunition in the planes, they would just have to duck whenever the enemy opened fire. So if the plane was hit by a tracer bullet, it would burst into flames because of the wood. Oh my god. Did they all survive? I guess you'll get into it, but I'm like... No, they did not. They did a good job, but no, not all of them survived. So, because the bombs were so heavy, they would be forced to fly at lower altitudes, making them an easier target for Nazis, 
which is why they could only fly at night, hence the term night witches, because they couldn't fly high enough, so they were always, like, very close. Like, you could easily see them, so they have no choice but to go at night. And then the planes would fly with a pilot in the front and a navigator in the back. They also traveled in packs, and the first planes would go in as bait, which would attract German spotlights. And they needed the German spotlights to help illuminate where the target was because, again, the planes did not have light, um, which is really smart that they did that. And then the planes would release a flare light to light up the intended target. And then the last plane would idle its engines and glide into the darkness, which created the signature witch's broom sound. Mm. and then that's when they would strike <laughs> that's when they drop their bomb because you, you would like wow. you become quiet and then you yeah. just like glide in so they don't know where you are and then you drop the bomb that's really that's a really smart tactic especially like you're like right? okay how do we make this work we have literally nothing going for us like none of this is gonna be easy but that's smart planning super creative who got who like who's the one who gets picked as bait like that that sounds awful. Like, hey, we're throwing you in as bait. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Or probably the ones that don't make it. Yikes. Anyways, so there were 12 commandments that the night witches followed, some for strategy, but also for empowerment. Mm-hmm. And the first one was be proud you are a woman. Uh, so Marina, the leader who created the night witches, never wanted any of them to apologize for being women or to take pity on themselves for the treatment they were going to mm-hmm. receive. I yeah. love that. I think that's so great that that was a commandment because it's true. Why would why should you be ashamed of like who you yeah. are? You know. So their last flight took place on May fourth, nineteen forty five, when the night witches flew within sixty kilometers of Berlin. Three days later, Germany officially surrendered. Wow. Mm-hmm. So the Germans had two theories about why these women were so successful. The first theory was they were all criminals who were masters at stealing and had been sent to the front line as punishment. Or number two, they had been given special injections that allowed them to see in the night. Oh my god, they're like, uh, what's it, they're little mutant people. <laughs> yeah, they're like, no way, they're just regular oh women. Oh my god, and they're like, <laughs> like no, no, no injections, we're just really good. <laughs> right. Altogether, the night witches flew more than 30,000 missions in total, or about 800 per pilot and navigator. They lost a total of 30 pilots, and 24 of the flyers were awarded the title Hero of the Soviet Union, which is awesome to hear. Then Raskova, the mother of the movement, died on January 4th, 1943, when she was finally sent to the front line, and her plane did not make it back. No. She was given the very first state funeral of World War II, and her ashes were buried in the Kremlin. The Kremlin is like, isn't that like their like White House? Is it? Oh, it is. The Moscow Kremlin. It's a fortified complex in the center of Moscow. So despite being the most highly decorated unit in the Soviet Air Force during the war, the Night Witches Regiment was disbanded six months after the end of World War II, and when it came to the big Victory Day Parade in Moscow, they weren't included because it was decided their planes were too slow. Stop. And no. Yeah, that's that's always these always yeah. end like this, right? Like that was Harlem Hellfighter, same thing. So it's unfortunate, but this is, that's the world. Oh, that's so frustrating. But yeah, and that's basically the story of the night, which is, sorry, it is not a happier ending, but I am very proud to hear about their story and to be able to present this piece of history to you all so that we can remember these amazing women and find strength in their story. I 
can't believe I've never heard of this before. First of all, like, this would be an amazing movie plot. Like, or they should make, not a plot, but, like, you know, they should make a movie out of this. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I really, because, like, whenever I learn about World War Two, it's like, oh, my God, I think the Soviet Union lost, like, millions of, there were, like, millions of casualties, like, soldier military casualties but then like so i was always like oh dang like soviet union they're not doing their military is not doing well but then you have like this team of women each you said each pilot had like around 800 missions that's i don't know how you do that 800 times how yeah okay first of all the odds are so tiny that you're gonna survive like you do it 800 times and so and make it like that i can now i'm starting to think like yeah maybe they were a mutant (laughs) yeah no they did really well because they were like what 1200 of them and only 30 not i mean 30 passing away is very sad and that's still a loss but 30 out of that's a pretty good given like everything they had to overcome like most of them did survive so yeah wow like when did the u.s allow women to hold combat positions in the military what war was that because i have no clue that's a great question going off of like your earlier point i feel like the narrative of the u.s military and army is mostly around men and i i know that a lot of like people are always like oh for equality like <laughs> forget equal pay like women need to do the draft which like sure like if you want that but i think that that's a false narrative that you put on everyone that they don't want to serve in the military um because some women do like for some women it's not like a huge blessing that we don't sign up for the draft i know Mm. like no one wants to die but you're not guaranteed (laughs) to die in if you serve in the military you serve in the army you know so Women always get excluded from that, and a lot of women probably did want to serve during that time. Yeah, that's always so frustrating. I'm, like, just getting flashbacks to, like, high school history class, and, like, they're like, oh, let's debate about, like, women's rights, and they're like, oh, you want equal pay? Like, you don't even get drafted. It's like, okay, um, can Right. Right, it's like, okay, well, if you draft me, are we going to be paid the same? Because I feel like that's the issue. Yeah, yeah, right? Right? I'm like, um, first of all, I'd like to have equal rights. Yeah. Really? That's the one point you're going to focus on? <laughs> exactly. No, it's, that's literally, they always pull the draft card and it's like, yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> if you want me to register for the draft, let's do it. Like, is that, are you going to pay me the same then? Yeah. But yeah, so to answer your question, the, it says that... The 1994 rescinding of the... Okay, so in in 1988, there was a risk rule. And that rule, I think, is what prevented women from being able... Oh, it was a combat ban. Wait a second. (laughs) (gasps) Yeah, I feel like it has to be recent. Because they weren't fighting in, like, Vietnam. Yeah. It says in 1994... The rescinding of the 1988 risk rule allowed women to serve in all positions except those engaged in direct ground combat roles. Subsequently, women have been able to serve in almost all Air Force and Navy positions since the mid-1990s. What? Okay, so they still... Wait, can they not serve in on-the-ground combat still? No, yeah, they can. For sure, they can. Only since 2016. No. No. Yes, I'm reading it right here. Women have been training to become Marines for decades, but only since 2016 have they been able to serve in combat roles alongside men. Huh? How did I not? 
Are you kidding? Is that... What? 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 Because that, the 1994 rescinding of the risk rule only allowed them to serve in the Air Force or the Navy. They still weren't allowed to serve in on-the-ground combat. What? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> How do yeah, we not know that? I, I thought they were, like, female. Maybe recently, in the past four years. That's insane. <laughs> That's crazy. I literally did not realize... How recent that was. That's wild. Yeah. Holy moly. I'm looking. Who is the highest ranking female military officer? And then it says U.S. Air Force General mm. Lori Robinson is. And she served from 2016 to mm. 2018. Wow. <laughs> That's like two years ago. That's crazy. Yeah. They have been allowed in submarines since <laughs> 2014. Are you kidding what the me? Heck? that's so recent that's literally i had no clue i thought we like i thought women could just hold any position and i thought it was like but now that i think of it like how did i not realize it wasn't recent because like mm, they are not fighting in like vietnam they weren't fighting in like the 80s you know yeah they're like not allowed actually it's like a ban hmm that's messed up <laughs> let me read this pentagon now says yeah that's a 2015 article <laughs> process they yeah no they literally started the process to open combat jobs to women in january of 2013 started the process so it wasn't even done holy moly wow well i'm like so disappointed that i did not know that me too that's a bit of a bummer um for this episode (laughs) wow it looks like we got a lot of work to do yeah thank you to all our women who are serving thank you to anyone I was gonna say thank you to anyone everywhere serving in the military. No, no, no. Thanks to all our veterans, and I'm proud to be an American. American. Sorry, I remember. Were you the one that told me that your gym teacher made you watch that? Like every year, every Veterans Day, it was a slideshow of him and the Marines. I'm proud to be an American. I love that song. Last thing before we go, though. Yeah, in 1988, there was a rule called the risk rule, and it excluded women from non-combat units or missions. So they, like, completely not allowed to be in the... at all. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so there you go. If you ever have the debate (laughs) about women's rights, pull that on them. Yeah. Wow. Okay, now I'm like... "Hmm." Someone, someone try me. Someone test me. I right. got- <laughs> Say something. Say something. I got my dates lined up. Like, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, that is the night, which is thank you for watching. Be sure to check out our study guides. We work very hard on them Yay. at our website, www.hdwnkt.com. And also feel free to follow us on social media yeah. at HDWNKT on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Yeah, um. yeah we have a TikTok. Oh my gosh. If you're watching this on YouTube, like and subscribe. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating and a little comment so then more people can hear about our show. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. This has been an episode of How Did We Not Know That? If you liked it, don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also follow us on all social media, including YouTube, at How Did We Not Know That? If you thought our podcast was low quality, we know. We thought so, too. 
help us improve the podcast by contributing to our Patreon. Thank you for listening and see you guys next week.